they're on their tablet Skyping their mom or blowing up their dad's phone at work and saying, you know, like, Mommy Shay did this and blah, 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 blah. And mm-hmm. it, it's, yeah, they, I, they quote unquote tattle on me. You're listening to the Nacho Kids Podcast, where we discuss all things step family related, real stories, real people, real help. Your hosts are the creators of the Nacho Kids Method and the Nacho Kids Academy Step Family Coaching Team, Lori and David Sims. Welcome to episode 124 of the Nacho Kids Podcast. Wow. Yes. It's a bunch. It is a bunch. Sweet. Before we get started, I want to announce this week's winner of the Sylvia Crack Hour Nacho Kids Academy Scholarship. Drum roll, somebody. Drum roll, please. Bam, 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 This week's winner is Missy G. Congratulations, Missy G. Check your email and we will get you started. That's right. All right. See you inside the academy. Yes. See you on the inside, girl. That's right. So, David, let's tell people about our exciting pumpkin patch and the corn maze. Okay. So we went to this place, and I'm not going to say the name of it because David makes fun of me. I always say it wrong, (laughs) and that's okay. But it's a place about 45 minutes from us, and they sell peaches and strawberries and all that happy stuff and really good ice cream. Anyway, this time of year, they have a pumpkin patch with, golly, 20 different types of pumpkins or something. I did not know there were that many types of pumpkins. Mm -hmm. Me neither. And they also have a corn maze. For those of you that do not know what a corn maze is or a corn field maze, it is a bunch of corn with a path in it that may or may not take you to the exit. Right. And it usually has a design in it that you can see from an aerial view of like the name of the place you're at or whatever. Mm -hmm. So we decided to go. Very excited. It was hotter than we had anticipated that day. We go through the corn maze and they give you this map. So I'm thinking, I'm going to follow the map. All it is is a map of what the overview of the maze is. So I'm looking at it, and I'm trying to figure out what letter we're in, and I just got really confused. Then at the bottom, it says, if you get lost or need help, call this number. You're in the middle of nowhere in a corn maze, (laughs) and you probably don't have a phone signal to call if you need help. That's the point. (laughs) (laughs) We were yelling Marco Polo through the whole thing. (laughs) Yeah. So it is me and David, Jackson and his girlfriend, Avery, David's oldest, and his wife, Kay. And of course, sweet baby Gideon, since he's still inside of Kay. (laughs) So throughout the maze, there are questions you have to answer at these intersections. One may be, what has vitamin A in it? Carrots or pickles? Something. I don't know. And then you choose which way you're going to go. So we're going. And the next thing I know, I get separated from David. I follow Jackson and his girlfriend. Mistake number one. Yes. And David's oldest goes another way. And I thought that David and Kay were with Avery. So we finally get out. Everybody's sitting on a bench. And I said, where's Kay? And Avery points back to the cornfield maze. (laughs) I'm like, you left her in the corn maze? So about that time, he said, anything for the W. (laughs) (laughs) Anything for the W. (laughs) So I start to walk back in and he's on the phone with her. 
and she had joined this other family. (laughs) (laughs) Get me out of here. And they were right there at the exit. So, of course, I will probably never let him live down the fact he left his wife in the corn maze. His very pregnant wife. Yes. So then we ride this tractor with, well, not the tractor itself. We rode the, I don't know, wagon. (laughs) The trailer. Yeah. To the pumpkin patch. We get a wheelbarrow and little snipper things to cut the pumpkins. And David and I go to one of the closest ones. Next thing we know, Kay and Avery are not able to be seen. They went so far. (laughs) They went to the end of the pumpkin patch, like towards the woods. Yeah, like three, four hundred yards away. And so we see the tractor with the trailer coming to pick us up. And so David whistles. And I said, don't tell her to run. She's pregnant. And David hollers, run. (laughs) I was afraid we were going to have a baby in the middle of the pumpkin patch. (laughs) And then I would have called him pumpkin. Because she was running. (laughs) Needless to say, Avery did leave her again. She was way back. (laughs) (laughs) He had to catch the ride. So, you know, so the tractor wouldn't leave her. We could have waited. But he didn't know that. But she's pregnant. (laughs) Eight months, almost nine months pregnant. That's why I told her to run. Oh, my Lord. (laughs) You just want that grandbaby to come sooner. (laughs) So anyway, we had a great time. And if you've never been to a corn maze, you should go. It's a Mm -hmm. lot of fun. Yep. Just be prepared. You may end up being stuck in one like we were several years ago for four or five hours. (laughs) Yeah, I remember that one. So. Just know how big it is and how hard it's going to be to get out and take you some water in case it's hot and a couple of snacks because corn on the cob ain't the best when it comes out of the little ears. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. That one we got stuck in all day. We should have known something was wrong when we get there. And, you know, there's like a leaderboard uh, posted and like the fastest time was three hours. <laughs> we, we should have known we're dragging a bunch of kids around there and it's going to take us a lot longer than three hours. Apparently I missed that board. No, I saw it because you know what I'm thinking. We can beat that. (laughs) (laughs) We're going to kick this in an hour. (laughs) Oh, yeah. But anyway, our guest today is stepmom Shay. She has been blending for five years. Stepson 11, stepdaughter 9, bio daughter 21, bio daughter 19, bio son 7, and ours daughter 19 months. Goodness. Yeah. So two stepkids, three bio kids, and one hours kid. The hardest part of her blend is lack of respect from the stepkids. So here's the caveat to it. Lack of respect from the stepkids since no longer (gasps) 50-50. So they went from 50-50 to every other weekend and three weeks during the summer. And all of a sudden, there are respect issues. David, we experienced something similar. Mm -hmm. When we went... Jackson. David's... When we went from 11 out of 14 days to 50-50, that's when the heat turned up. Yeah. Yeah, it was easier when we had them more often. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And some people say that they believe it would be easier. Other people are like, I'd, no, I don't want them more often. But you know, there is something to be said about not having as much transitioning happening and then not having such a difference of um, parenting styles going back and forth. I mean... You know, I think more people than not experience easier time with the stepkids 
when they're there more. Right. Well, it's just more consistency is what it is. Yeah. There are some people who are listening to this going, uh-uh, dang. <laughs> yeah, they're saying, let me tell you something. I only have these kids every other weekend, and I'm ready to just die. It was a lot easier when they only came three weeks during the summer. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. That's true. We feel your pain, people. We feel your pain. I know. All right. I'm not going to tell you too much, so let's get to listening. All right. First, here's a word about the Nacho Kids Academy. There is a way to save your sanity and your relationship, and it's called the Nacho Kids Academy. In the Nacho Kids Academy, you will learn the skills and knowledge to properly nacho, techniques to handle stepfamily challenges, ways to improve your communication, and much, much more. Visit nachokidsacademy.com and sign up today to join other step parents who are seeing the life-changing benefits of nachoing. Again, that's nachokidsacademy.com. Today, we have stepmom Shay. Hey, Shay, how are you? I am great. How are you? Doing well. Tell us a little bit about your blend. How long have you been blending? We started seeing each other back in September of 2016, but we weren't married officially until February 14th of 2017. So we've been blending for a good five years now. Wow. Okay. So you started dating in September of 2016 and got married February 2017? Yes. It was very fast. Man, y'all people are fast. (laughs) We talk to so many people that they get married within the first six months. Yes. And I think that's just military culture in general is being fast. You're right. I think the ones that we've talked to, a lot of them are military. Yes. So my husband is still active duty military and we're stationed out here in North Carolina. Oh, really? You know, we're in South Carolina. I know. If we make it up that way or you make it down this way, we can meet for lunch or something. That would be amazing. Like I said, I love you and your husband's relationship. And I started listening to the Nacho podcast because I was going berserk with my stepkids. Does the podcast help you or does it um, trigger you? (laughs) It, it doesn't trigger me, but like, I don't know who the guest was, but she was speaking about her stepson who's 22 now, but having the ADHD with the slight diagnosis of ODD. And I was like, that's my stepson. That's him. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Rebecca Irvin. Yes. Yes. She's been actually been a guest twice. Yeah. So I sent that podcast to my husband. I was like, this is your kid. This is your spawn. <laughs> Did he listen to it? I don't know. I, I I keep asking. I was like, did you listen to it? Have you listened to it? I didn't send it to you out of the blue. <laughs> <laughs> you know, it's one of those fine lines of you don't want to nag them, but darn it, you want them to listen to it. Right. Mm-hmm. How many stepkids do you have? Just two. I have, yeah. I have my stepson who's 11. He'll be 12 in December. Mm-hmm. And then my stepdaughter is nine. Okay. And how often do you have them? Every other weekend when it's school. And then, of course, we get them alternating. I'm not real familiar about how the alternation goes. So I'm not sure if we get them for Thanksgiving or Christmas this year. But, you know, when when the holidays come, you know, things like that, like split even in odd years and things like that, spring break. And then for summer, they like to do the three weeks on, three weeks off. And that's when I go my craziest. Well, yeah, because you're not used to that. Mm-mm. You're used to every other weekend, then all of a sudden they're there for three weeks straight. 
And they're my responsibility because my husband can't take three weeks off and I work from home. So I'm upstairs and like, they're just. Mm. <laughs> Is there a, an option for like a summer camp they can go to during the I, day? I want to, I want to, I have to bring it, you know, but then there's the financials. Like, can we afford summer camp? Yeah. But you know, you staying in the hospital on the fourth floor is going to be more expensive. <laughs> <laughs> I get it because I know a lot of those summer camps are expensive. Mm-hmm. Well, let me back up a second. How many bio kids do you have? Four. And how old are they? 21, 19. My son, his birthday is today. So he's seven. Happy birthday, son. <laughs> <laughs> and then we have the ours baby who's 19 months. Okay. Do your bio kids have the same dad except for the hours? No, nobody has the same dad. Really? Yes. So my oldest is 21. She lives in Florida. She was my high school pregnancy. My first husband adopted her. My second daughter, who's 19, is my first husband's. Didn't have any kids with the second husband. And then my seven-year-old was a long-term relationship, never married the guy. And my current husband, my last husband, the one I'm never divorcing, he's stuck with <laughs> me forever, um, he, he adopted my son and then we have the ours baby. So nobody has the same father. Okay. So your first husband adopted your first child. Yes. You had a child with your first husband. Yes. Second husband, no kids. Yes. Third husband adopted, adopted by a son seven. That was from a previous relationship. And then you have an hours daughter, 19 months. Yes. Okay. We got it. We got it. So I got lots of questions now. <laughs> <laughs> What's your relationship like with your stepkids when you're having to take care of them during the summer? Now, summer is over now, right? Yes, summer is over now. They're back in Gardner, North Carolina with their mom. Okay. Give us an example of what your day was like during one of those three-week periods that they were with you. What all type of interaction and caring for them did you have to do? Well, mainly I don't do a lot of the caring, you know, I, like I said, I work from home. So I'm upstairs in the master bedroom where my office is and I get two 15 minute breaks and a 30 minute lunch. Mm -hmm. So my 19 year old, I call her my 19 year old child slash nanny. Cause you know, she babysits, she has all the kids. She has the baby. She has the seven-year-old and she has the two stepkids. And my interaction with them, if I do something that they don't like, or if I tell them something that they don't like, they're on their tablet Skyping their mom or blowing up their dad's phone at work and saying, you know, like, mommy Shay did this and blah, 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 blah. And mm -hmm. it, it's, yeah, they, they quote unquote tattle on me. Right. Now, how do they do with your daughter watching them if she disciplines them for, you know don't do that or whatever do they tattle on her as well sometimes they do and they make bogus accusations like the this past summer my stepdaughter called her mom and said McCunna's McCunna is my 19 year old McCunna said she was gonna whip my tail and or this that and the other and McCunna was all McCunna texted her stepdad my husband and was all like you know for a fact I would never lay a hand on Aiden or her, you know, mm -hmm. so she Skyped her mom and tried to say that. And so, of course, 
the mom turns around, starts blowing up my husband's phone and was all like, what is this? And I was, I don't know what to tell you, babe. (laughs) Well, how far away does mom live from y'all? Two and a half hours. Even when um, we were in Winston-Salem, it was still two and a half hours. So there's, there's no way that mom can keep them during the summer, during the day, and dad get them at night because he's, she's so far away. Yeah. They have a halfway meeting point, which is an hour for each of them. Mm-hmm. But her work schedule based off of the time she gets off and stuff like that. So when we get them every other weekend, he technically really only gets Saturday with them because he's picking them up at like seven or eight o'clock at night on a Friday evening when they come home, it's upstairs, get pajamas on. Mm-hmm. They maybe are allowed to stay up for another 30 minutes. Saturday is a full day. And then Sunday we go to church and have lunch and they're back to their moms. Wow. So they go back pretty early on Sunday. Three, four o'clock. Okay. That's not so bad, but no. yeah, but there's not any time to really do anything. Yes. Like I said, Saturday is pretty much the only day that he has them. And I like every other weekends because he's home and he, he'll, he'll pick up his sword and come to my defense. Mm-hmm. That's so important. You know, so like this past weekend was his weekend and my stepson stood up at the, at the dining room table just to touch the roof. And I was standing at the counter eating breakfast and I looked up and I saw that and I was like, what in the world are you doing? And he like immediately got down and, you know, started throwing a fit. And I was like, first off, you're 11. You should not be throwing a fit. Second off, you know, my husband was upstairs changing. He came down the stairs and was like, I don't care if she wants to harp on this topic for 55 minutes. You're going to sit there, be quiet, and you're going to listen. Go dad. Yes. So he's really great about that. So he doesn't really have a lot of guilty parent syndrome. I called him a Disneyland dad. Well, you know, with him having them once a, once every other week, basically for 24 hours that he gets to spend time with them, I can see some Disneyland needs, for lack of a better word. But it seems like a lot of the bio parents that are in the military, they don't have the level of guilty parent syndrome that civilians have. I don't think so, because, you know, being in the military, they're used to being gone. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you do what they tell you to. Mm-hmm. Like for his son, my 11-year-old stepson, he was gone for the first 13 months of his life. Mm-hmm. He came home for R&R for his b- first birthday, and then he was right back to Afghanistan. Wow. That's hard. Mm-hmm. It's definitely difficult. I have the luxury of getting him in his military career where he doesn't deploy. So he's forever home. So I don't have to deal with deployments. I dealt with one deployment. It was 30 days and he was in Lithuania and Latvia living it up. <laughs> <laughs> and you were at home not. <laughs> yes, exactly. But I only had our son to deal with. I didn't have the baby yet. Right. Well, you said you call him Disney dad. Mm-hmm. Why do you call him that? I call him Disney dad because if they need disciplining, Because like if they need to not have electronics, not be on the Xbox, you know, if they need something like that, because he only has them on Saturday, he doesn't ground them. He doesn't ground them. He doesn't take the electronics away. He doesn't do any of that because I think that's where the Disneyland dad and the guilty parenting comes in because he feels bad 
that he only has them for literally that 24 hours. Yeah. So why would he ground them? Exactly. Even though their behavior will rate a punishment of some sort. Right. But he also knows that if he punishes them, that it's going to be a miserable time the rest of the time that he has them. Exactly. And we know that kids get to the point that all of a sudden they're saying, I want to go live with the other bio parent. I don't even want to come for visitation. Oh, and he, he'll tell them, too. He'll be like, if you don't want to come back, that's fine. He'll tell them because he'll tell them he's all like, I'll still love you. You'll still be my child. But if this is the attitude and the behavior and this is how you're going to treat my wife in this house, in her house, then I don't want you to come. Wow. He's standing up for you. He's he's not caving in to the I'm going to go want to go live with mom or, you know, I mean, he's he's doing that right. And he's he's doing well at it. Yes. So uh, and it hasn't always been like this. This is a new development to where he he's become my defender. You know, it's definitely something that has to do with church. Us being very active in our church has definitely opened up his eyes. And so this is not something that he's been doing from the very beginning. And I've actually explained this to him because in the beginning, we actually had 50-50 or he had 50-50, not we, but he had 50-50 because she lived here in the county. It wasn't until the summer after we were married that she said, I want to go, I want to move here because there's nothing left for me here. And um, so she took him back to court and I told him, I was like, when it was 50-50 and you got them week on, week off, they were completely different children. It wasn't until she got primary custody that this development happened. Yes. And I cannot stress this enough to people. We had the stepkids 11 out of 14 days in the beginning when things went 50-50 because the mom changed her work schedule and could spend more time with them. That did not help things at all. It made things worse. And I think it's because they're doing the back and forth so much with us. And when they're doing the 50-50, it's one week at mom's where there's no chores, there's no discipline, there's no responsibility to come in here. And there is, and there's that transition period of two days to get settled back in. Things start going good towards the end of the week, and then boom, they're gone again. So a lot of stepmoms that say, oh, you know, I wish that we didn't have them as often as we did. A lot of times having them more helps. It really does. Like I said, like I said, when it was 50-50, he would get them on a Friday so that they were alternating weekends, you know, and they didn't meet up anywhere because they would just pick them up at the daycare. Mm -hmm. Or actually, I would pick them up because I was I was working around the corner from the daycare. And his daughter and my son were in the same daycare and his son would come for before and after school care because mm-hmm. he was in kindergarten. No, he was in first grade at the time. And so I would pick up all the kids. I would bring them home. Right. So when it was 50-50, they were very loving. They were very respectful. They minded me a lot better than they do now. And I don't know if it's so much as age, because I've known these kids since they were six and four. Mm -hmm. I definitely don't think it's age. I definitely think it's because of the change of environment. Yes. Yes. And even with us, even though 
it wasn't as dramatic of a change as you went through, we still saw the differences. It's almost like the more influence you can have on them, the better they're going to be with you. The less time you spend with them, the harder it is to get that bond going. I completely agree. But at the same time, I really just want to back off completely that I don't even want to bond. And that's not where I would like to be. Like, I definitely want to have a decent relationship because these are my husband's children's and I love my husband, you know? Mm -hmm. But at the same time, with the level of disrespect and the attitudes and the mouthing off that I have to put up with, I'm like, I don't even want to talk to you. Oh, yeah. And, you know, this is a normal stage that stepmothers go through, step parents go through. You're at the point where it's, why do I want to talk to you? You're rude to me. Why do I want to buy anything for you? You're unappreciative. Why do I blah, blah, blah. And the thing is, you know, with the Nacho Kids method, I was there. I was right there with you. It was to the point that I dreaded them coming. I looked forward to them leaving. And honestly, I didn't care if they decided to live with their mom forever. But once I disengaged for that year, and overcame the hurt, and they overcame the hurt, we were able to start slowly rebuilding a bond, a good bond. And so how things are with you right now, you may feel like you don't want to bond with them for the next five years, but things change. They're going to grow up. They're not going to be the mouthy, disrespectful kids they are now, hopefully, forever. With my stepkids now, with them being in their 20s, It's a completely different relationship. They're not as annoying. They're actually fun to talk to. And it took time to build that. And with you only having them every other weekend, except for during the summer and holidays, they're there just long enough to annoy you. Exactly. They're definitely here long enough to get under my skin Mm -hmm. and bother me to where I just want to spend, I just want to watch TV in my bedroom and not talk to anybody. You know, you can do that. I say you can do that. Your husband might not want you to do that. But but you do have other responsibilities. You've got your son. You've got your hour's daughter. So uh-huh. you definitely have things that can distract you. Now, granted, I know that the stepkids and maybe your bio kids might get into little arguments every once in a while. And you can't really ignore that. But for the most part, if they're being mouthy, just don't engage with them. One thing I learned with the stepkids And I talk about this often. When they would come back from their moms, I would say, hey, you know, glad you're back. Did you have a good time? Whatever. How was school? And if they ignored me, it made me mad. So I stopped saying, hey, was that childish of me? No, it was not. Because it was better for me not to say hey to them than to say hey and then get mad. Because I would be mad for a long time that they ignored me. But I didn't give them the opportunity to ignore me or disrespect me by not responding because I didn't engage in the first place. Does that make sense? It definitely makes sense. And that's really great advice. So, for instance, too, with the stepkids, if, say, I needed them to do the dishes so I could cook. This was before I stopped cooking, obviously. And I would text David and say, hey, can you come do the dishes? I didn't say, you need to make your kids do the dishes. It was, hey, can you come do the dishes? And the reason I didn't go to him directly and say, hey, can you do the dishes? Because if they heard me and then he made them do the dishes, it came back that I was the target. That makes a lot of sense. And I do a lot of texting to my husband. 
And he tells me, he's all like, you, he's all like, you need to get a notebook and you need to write down every offense and just give me the notebook when I get home. You cannot blow up my phone with these text messages and be like, do you know what he did just five minutes ago or what she did just five minutes? He's all like, I have a job. I work. I was like, well, I'm working too. And they're disrupting my environment. Yes. And, and I get that too. I remember with David, he would walk in the door and I would bombard him with so-and-so did this, so-and-so did that. And I mean, there were four. So I had plenty of things to complain about. But that started causing problems in our relationship because he felt like he couldn't come home without getting the bad report about his kids. And so he felt like he had to come in and discipline them, which he didn't want to do because he had been working all day, hadn't seen them. He wanted it to be a good time. So what I started doing was I started kicking into the mentality of a babysitter. If I was their babysitter, what would their dad need to know that they did? Amazingly, that list went down a lot. First of all, a babysitter is not going to say, little Johnny did this, and then little Susie did this, and go through the whole scenario. They're going to say, things were good. Maybe little Johnny was a little mean to little Susie. Or, you know, you, you're not going to go through 20 things. Right. And if you did, you wouldn't be the babysitter anymore. Nope. <laughs> Definitely not. Now, granted, we know you don't want to be the babysitter, but you're in a situation where your husband can't be home with them, and the only option is for you not him not to get them during those three weeks in the summer. So you're helping him. I suggest, now you've got a little while before they come back, and you have to take care of them, right? Yes. So next summer, you need to remember this, put it in your phone, next summer, kick into babysitter mode. And don't text him every little thing they do wrong. You can write it down, but don't even give him that book. An hour before he comes home or 30 minutes before he comes home, look at your list that you've made and ask yourself, does he really need to know this? Is this really that important for him to know? Even if he knows this, what's he going to do about it? If he's not going to discipline them, what's the point? I get that. I definitely get that. Even on the weekends, I try to be like babysitter mode. But when he leaves the house, it's like, "Mm -mm, you can't leave without that one. Yeah. And a lot of times, I know with David and I, it got to the point that I refused to be left alone with the stepkids. And it was because they would come up with some horrendous stories about something I did. If I'm not alone with them, they can't make up crap. Exactly. So how does your husband feel when you tell him that he's got to take stepson and stepdaughter with him? Oh, no, it's just stepson. I just make oh. him t- I just make him take stepson with him because that's his twin. And, you know, I, I was like, if he could have child at work day every day, stepson will be right there with him next to him. Because my stepdaughter, she's mouthy. She's sassy. I like to tell her because she's part Puerto Rican. I said, you can't bring that Puerto Rican mess in this house. You know, I was, was, you know, I was like, you ain't bringing that stuff in my house. No, ma'am. And, but she's remorseful. Mm -hmm. So like if she, if she gets mouthy and sassy and she goes stomping up the stairs and has her hissy fit in her room, she's apologetic about it. My stepson will just fire off, fly off the handle and he won't apologize one bit for doing that and behaving that way. Right. And, And that bothers you. Exactly. So I just I just don't do public with them. In my house, I don't mind. But I do not do public with them. I am not taking you in public nowhere by myself. Yeah, I don't blame you. Because 
I don't want to have to explain to them, you know, I don't want to have to explain to anybody. I was like, I'm not responsible for those two's behaviors. I was like, these are mine. I raise, I'm raising these, that right there. That's not on me. Yeah. It makes you want to get the kids a shirt that says, she's not my mom. (laughs) Yes. (laughs) And get you one that says, not your mom. (laughs) Exactly. During normal time schedule, when they come every other weekend, do you enjoy any of that time? Do when we like this past weekend, we went to the beach, Mm -hmm. you know, we, we live fairly close enough. So we went to the beach and we took some neighborhood boys that live behind us. We took two boys with us because one of the boys is stepson's age. And then the other boy is in fourth grade, but him and Kona have bonded on the school bus. Mm -hmm. And so they're like best buds. My son is in first grade. He's in fourth grade, but like mentally he, he takes the same. Oh, I should mention both my stepkids have medication. They have medication. Yeah. My stepson has his ADHD medication that he takes in the morning at night. Mm -hmm. And my stepdaughter has some sort of behavioral medication that she takes in the morning and night because she's just got behavioral issues. I don't know if she's ever been diagnosed. All I know is that she has behavioral issues. Mm -hmm. She has anger. She has rage. I call it her rage outs. Huh? Yeah. So both my stepkids are on medication. Okay. It helps when they remember to take it. Mm-hmm. My stepson is notorious for forgetting everything that he's supposed to do because when they're here, I say, before you go downstairs, make sure one, you're dressed for the day, you brush your teeth, go down and have breakfast, and then you can play on the Xbox. He doesn't do any of that. He'll just go straight from his room downstairs to the Xbox. And I remember I had to kick my husband out of bed on a Saturday morning. I was like, you better go fix it because it is 5.30 in the morning. He is not going to be playing Xbox at 5.30 on a Saturday morning. You better tell him he can't leave his room until 7 a.m. Okay, let me ask you this. Why does that bother you? He he does get loud because he wears the headset and he starts yelling. Mm-hmm. And it was only bothersome in the house in Winston-Salem because the Xbox where it was set up was by the stairs. And so his voice would carry up the stairs. Mm-hmm. Now it's not so bothersome because the setup with the house, the Xbox is in my husband's office. And so it's muffled now. But at the same time, you shouldn't be waking up at 530 in the morning on a Saturday morning and being on an electronic. Like, it's fine if you get your tablet and be on your tablet, but don't be jumping on the Xbox. Like, there's no reason for it. Now, I know a lot of stepmoms, they have the same issue. But it's they don't want them even on their tablets. It's no electronics until such and such. And the issue with that is the bio parent doesn't care. Does your husband care if he's on the Xbox at 530 on a Saturday morning? He didn't until I kicked him out of bed. And then he's... (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> he did he didn't he didn't care but when I told him what time it was he's all like okay I got you mm-hmm. he's all like I I understand and I, I made him go down there and send his son back up I was like there's there's no way there's no way but he's he's better at it he doesn't leave his bedroom what frustrates me is the fact that he doesn't do any of the things even my husband has told him you have to brush your teeth and he's like why do I have to brush my teeth before I eat breakfast 
Because if you don't brush your teeth before you go downstairs, you ain't coming back upstairs to do it. Mm -hmm. That's why we make you do it before. Right. He's all like, it doesn't make sense. I was like, well, do you brush your teeth before you leave the house and then eat breakfast at school? Well, why does that make more sense? You ate breakfast after you brushed your teeth. Mm -hmm. What's the difference? Yeah, I mean, it would be ideal if they could brush their teeth after they ate breakfast. But like you said, they're not going to go back upstairs and do it. Exactly. Mm -hmm. They won't remember. Yeah. Okay, let's back up a second. You said that your husband recently started being more supportive of you. Yes. What you, you brought up church. What caused that change? And when did that happen? Um, it probably happened about a year ago. And he started just doing little things, but it definitely more so came into full effect, like over this past summer. So in summertime total, we get them six weeks because it's three weeks on three weeks off. And then we get them like the last three weeks before school starts. Mm -hmm. And so with the summertime and them firing back at McKenna, who definitely understands babysitter mode because these aren't their these aren't her siblings. Right. And she's probably never gonna have kids. You realize that, right? <laughs> I definitely know she's probably the child that will never ever have kids. She gets mad at me for taking my vitamin. And I'm like, look, after your after your baby sister was born, this factory is shut down. I was like, I'm just taking this vitamin because your sister refuses to stop nursing. Oh. And it's a good and it's a good all-around vitamin. So stop firing at me thinking I'm going to get knocked up again. I'm almost 40. (laughs) (laughs) So during that time, he just started supporting you more and supporting your daughter more as far as the babysitter or the adult in the home when he's absent. Absolutely. He actually came home and had he had he was fed up. He was pushed to the limit. He literally came home. And he was so upset. He told, he told both the kids, he's all like, pack your stuff. You're going back to your mom's. And that was literally maybe two weeks in or maybe one week in. They were so, their behavior was so atrocious that even he was fed up. He's like, I can't have you here. I can't trust you kids to be home with Shay and, you know, Makana because you guys don't know how to behave. So I take it you were sending him messages throughout the day. I actually wasn't. I think it was McKenna who was sending him <laughs> messages throughout the day because she was the babysitter. She was the responsible party. And mm-hmm. she so she was going back and forth and with him. And so he came home and he was upset. He even took them on a grocery trip, like took all the kids on a grocery trip. Um, and he came home and he was so livid. He's all like, I threw my slipper at that one. <laughs> I was like, in the middle of the grocery, I was like, were you at Target or Walmart? He said, Walmart. I said, then that's acceptable. We don't do that in Target. <laughs> yeah, not in Target. <laughs> no, but but I, I like, he was so mad after this grocery shopping chip. And then I looked at him. I was like, okay, so they upset you that much where you are literally fuming. And I can just feel the anger raiding off of you but you still got them juice and you still got them cereal. So how angry are you? Yeah, well, I mean, they need breakfast stuff. Oh, well, <laughs> they have they have Cheerios that they can eat. So your husband started stepping up a little bit. Mm-hmm. And that's great. I'm sure that has helped you tremendously. I think it definitely has helped our dynamic a little bit more. Because mm-hmm. even this last weekend, 
he looked at the stepkids and he's all like, when are these weekends going to be fun? When are these weekends going to turn into where I don't have to raise my voice and yell at you too mm-hmm. for your behavior and for your sass mm-hmm. and for your attitude? He's all like, if that means you guys don't come back for a year and I don't see you for a year or for however long it takes, then that's the choice. Mm-hmm. He's all like, just know I'm always going to love you because you are my children and everything like that. But if this is how you're going to behave just because you're in this house, and if this is how you're going to treat my wife, then I don't want you here. Mm -hmm. And what's funny is at their mom's house, she's a stepmom. Okay. Her current husband has a child from a first marriage. Do you know what the relationship is between them and that kid? I don't think he's really allowed to come here. Um, I think he lives in Virginia with his mom, and I don't think he's really allowed visitation in their household because of how poor he has treated her. Uh-huh. So I think she put her foot down with her current husband and said, you know, if you're not here and you're not going to be responsible, then he's not allowed to come here. Wow. Because I don't think he steps up to the son like my husband does. Right. I don't think he defends her against stepson. I think she locks herself in her bedroom and hides out. Mm -hmm. So I think the dynamic is very different because even my stepkids have said that they just stay in their bedroom when they're over there so that they don't get in trouble or, or they don't like upset anybody. I was like, that's no way to live. I was like, at least here you can come out of your room. Goodness. At their mom's, they said that? Mm hmm. At their mom's, who has primary custody, they are there all the time, and they're uh, latchkey kids. So when they get off the bus, they go home, and they're home by themselves, which my husband and I don't agree with because an 11-year-old with his diagnosis should not be responsible for his 9-year-old sister, and they've gotten into some pretty horrific fights. I think my stepson lost a tooth because he took a pencil to the mouth. My stepdaughter has taken a punch, her brother. Mm -hmm. They're just volatile together. So, but yeah, at their mom's, my stepson has told me I stay in my room so I don't get in trouble. Wow. Now, you know, you don't want to push for your husband to get custody because you know what will happen with that. Oh, no. He, like, I, I backed him when he was fighting for custody. When she took him back to court, I backed him. And I said, if this is what you want, you know, because he's a very doting, loving father. He's a great dad. There's no doubt about that. None whatsoever. So I backed him when he was fighting for primary custody. And he almost got primary custody of them until the mom kind of talked to like the stepson's first grade teacher. And then the first grade teacher had some biased opinions And this is when I turned to my husband and I said, I told you so. I told you you should have kept those progress reports because every time he came to us on a Friday, he had more red days on her weeks than he did on your weeks. I was like, and had you kept those papers when he came to us on a Friday, you would have proof to refute what she what the teacher said. Mm -hmm. Right. Yeah, we noticed that, too. And I'm sure it's very common that. The teachers could tell which parent the stepkids were with on which week. Yes. Just because the homework was done or they were more prepared for their test, things of that nature. 
And I remember one day David got a call from the school and they said, we know the kids aren't with you this week. And he's like, how do you know? And they said, it's obvious. When a teacher can see the difference that easily, you know that the kids are struggling with the differences in the homes. Definitely, definitely. And I think that was back when it was 50-50 and she got her weeks mixed up. She assumed that the more red days came from our house. And that's what she said. The first grade teacher got her weeks mixed up. She thought that the red days were coming from our house versus mom's house. And I was like, that's not true. That's not true at all. He had more red days on her weeks than he had had on our weeks. And I told my husband, I was like, you should have kept the papers, but you didn't. Yeah. I don't know how your husband does with things, but a lot of times if we tell them things, it comes across to them as I'm a bad parent. I don't know what I'm doing, you know, and it's kind of bashing them. Does your husband get sensitive to those things? Like when you said you should have kept the papers. No, he doesn't get sensitive to those things. I just tell him I've been parent. I've been at this parenting longer than you, which, and then he turns around. He's all like, well, my kids are younger than your kids. So I, I know this mentality. And I was like, look, I got one kid to adulthood to where she can legally drink. I'm, I'm a simple parent. Mm-hmm. But he's right. He does have the kids that are more younger and he's going through those phases and stages. So, you know. Well, and he has less time with them than you had with your kids, right? Well, yes. Um, I had full custody of my kids, my two older girls, up until they were 13 and 11. And because of the boyfriend that I had, the father of the seven-year-old or the sperm donor of the seven-year-old, because that's really all he was. Mm-hmm. He was abusive mentally, physically. So because I had a poor relationship with him, the girls chose to go live in Florida with their dad. But then after so many years, like my oldest moved out of the house the same year she turned 18, she moved out. Mm-hmm. My 19-year-old, she stayed in Florida, but she moved out of the house and went to go stay with a friend. And then... She came up here and spent her senior year up here in North Carolina, and she still lives with us. So Mm -hmm. their dad's relationship with them has kind of fell through the cracks. And I think it's because of the girlfriend that he chose to have. Right. Do you know what the stepkids relationship is with the stepdad? They definitely respect him a lot more than they respect me. I I give you that. But also... I think it's because he's a lot to he's allowed to discipline them by spanking. Oh, okay. He's allowed to whoop their tail. And I think he has whooped their tail a couple of times, you know, with a belt or I'm not sure. I think it's just mainly the belt. And when the stepkids tell us this and we confront her, she she tells them be like, "No, your stepdad tells me what you did." And then I get the belt and whoop your tail, you know? And I was like, okay, the kids wouldn't just be pulling this out of their butt. Like if it happens, it, if it happens, it happens. You can't tell them. So, and she works for the government. So the kids really have no outlet to be able to tell anybody what's going on. If they need intervention, if they need to be taken out of her care, because she works for that she works for the people that come in and take the kids away. 
Wow. Yeah. So I feel like my stepkids don't not have the ability to go to a teacher or, you know, a verified report, a verified reporter. Mm -hmm. If they're being abused, they don't have that outlet to be able to tell because she'll spin it in a way to where her kids are lying and that's not happening. You know, number one, that's scary. Number two, I don't understand the, oh, my kid's lying. People lie so easily. And, you know, if my kid told somebody something and I was asked about it, I wouldn't say my kid's lying. I mean, granted, kids can misunderstand things, but so many people just throw their own kids under the bus to save their own face. They do. They do. And that's the sad part. It is. So what does your husband think about the stepdad spanking them? He's voiced his opinion, but they've been married just as long as we have. Um, We got married in February 2017. They had a full-blown shenanigan wedding in April of 2017. So, I mean, we just did the justice of the peace because I'm his second wife. He's my third husband. We weren't about to blow all our money on an actual wedding. I mean, maybe sure, like if we renew our vows in 10 years, we'll do an actual celebration Mm -hmm. and stuff like that. But neither one of us was interested in having an actual wedding. Right. So my husband has had his opinions about the stepdad, especially how the stepdad became the stepdad. That's a whole nother story for a whole nother podcast. Oh, no, girl, you can't do that to us. You got to tell us. <laughs> well, like I said, my husband was in, Afgan- in Afghanistan and his wife had relationships with the stepdad and they got oh. married. Why he was in Afghanistan? Yeah. So they weren't, they weren't married? They were both married to other people. She was married to my current husband and he was married to his kid's mom. And they worked together in the sheriff's department and they had relationships with each other and they broke, they were both home records for their own homes. Did they get divorced before they got married? Uh, yes. Yes. Okay, both, of okay. them, <laughs> both of them were, their relationship did not start before they were divorced. Right. I got you. So there was some infidelity going on. Yes. Okay. Wow. That's interesting because they say, and you know, the they people that know everything. Right. If you came into a relationship cheating, that it's rare that those relationships last. You can't trust. Right. Yeah. How can you trust somebody that you know cheated on their wife with you? You can't. Right. And, you know, they she cheated on her husband with you. Right. I don't know. Maybe they don't care. Or maybe they just feel like they're soulmates and... You know, I mean, I do know people that have been in that situation and they've been married a long time. It's just, I think, rare. It's definitely rare. Um, and I'm sitting on the back burner just watching like from afar through the glass window, however you want to call it. Mm-hmm. I'm just wondering, like, is their relationship going to end? Are they soulmates? Are they going to be married for 25 years? Who knows? Exactly. You never know. Yeah, it would bother me if somebody was spanking my kid other than myself. And, you know, I think I've had to spank my kid twice, three times in his whole life. Now, my parents, well, my mom spanked me every day. I think she enjoyed it too much, but that's a whole other story. (laughs) (laughs) No, you know, in all seriousness, I'm sure I deserve 20 spankings a day. 
But, you know, nowadays that's not what is suggested to discipline your kid. If my son came home and told me that his dad's girlfriend, or if he remarried, his wife had spanked him, I don't know that that would go over well with me. From a mother's standpoint, I don't think it goes well. And from a a dad's standpoint, you know, he's all like, well, he always tells me, he's all like, why are you worried about what happens in that household? Mm -hmm. You know, I was like, well, when that household comes into my household, you know, that's when I have to worry about it because they're bringing that household into my household. I had to have a conversation with stepson this past weekend. I was, you got to understand that in this house, I'm the parent, I'm the mom. And when you treat me the way that you treat me, look at how it affects your brother and your sister, because they see you behaving that way towards me. They now think that it's okay to behave that way towards me. The baby, not so much, but my seven-year-old, I've had conversations with him. I was like, why are you talking to me the way that you're talking to me? He's, and he straight said, well, you know, stepson talks to you this way. And I was like, well, and I see, you, you know, I'm all about the nacho kids thing. So when you say that you told him that you are the mom in the house, mm-hmm. what I'm thinking is you are the mom to your kids, but not to him. Right. And you made a comment earlier about they call you... Mommy Shay. Yeah, Mommy Shay. Was that something they started doing on their own? Yes. um, We never forced that upon them or anything like that. Now, of course, when they're mad at me, I'm just Shay. Of course. Of course. (laughs) And that, that right there, people need to think about this. When your bio parents make you mad, they're still your mom. They're still your dad. When your step-parent makes you mad, you're not Mommy Shay anymore. You're just Shay. That is the difference in those relationships. Yours is based off of your relationship with their dad. Of course, their relationship with their bio-parent, it doesn't change. It's like they have unconditional love because it's their bio-parent that's the one. They wouldn't be here on this earth without the dad or the mom. Right. But when it comes when it comes to the step-parent, you know, it's a choice to have feelings. It's a choice to be respectful. It, it's a conscious decision that they make whether or not they're going to listen and mind. Well, I had a lady on the podcast, golly, I can't remember when, and she was talking about how the stepkid would call her mom unless she was mad at her. And then she wouldn't. And this really hurt the stepmom. And the stepmom eventually got to the point that she told the kid, don't call me mom. I'm not your mom. And it's mainly because she got tired of the emotional back and forth with the stepkid saying mom one week and calling her by her regular name the next week because she was mad at her or whatever. Mm-hmm. Because, you know, like I said, you don't all of a sudden call your parent a different name instead of dad. No. But it's hard. I think when you've got the hours kids and you've got a stepkid that is being mouthy to you and your kids are picking up on it, I think it's very important for, like you said, you talk to your kid about it Mm -hmm. and, and explain to your kid what little Johnny does may not be appropriate, but I'm not his parent. I'm your parent. 
And you will not talk to me like that. That's exactly how that conversation went in the car drop-off line at school one morning. Mm-hmm. And in their household, I know they call their stepdad Papa, which I giggle at that because both both their mom and their stepdad are younger than us. <laughs> <laughs> so the fa- I was like, the fact that you're calling him Papa, you know, when I hear Papa, I'm thinking like grandpa and this guy's maybe, maybe 35. Maybe, oh, wow. <laughs> you know, my husband's birthday is October 2nd. He's turning 37. I'll be 40 next April. That's that's what I think. Of. So it makes me giggle every time they refer to him as Papa. And I'm like, that's funny. Do you feel like when your stepkids are there that you are their mom? No, I don't feel like I'm their mom or anything like that. I definitely handle my son, which I, I consider my son because he's adopted and he doesn't know any other father than my husband. He, you know, he's been in his life since he was two, he doesn't even know his, you know, his sperm donor. Right. Yeah. There's a difference when, once you adopt a child, they're yours. Mm-hmm. You know, and so, and we had this conversation with the kids because they started, you know, they're, they're trying to tell him you're adopted. And I was, I was like, let's not be rude, you know? And they were trying to say their brother at their mom's house is their real brother. And the kids at our house are not their real siblings. And I'm like, yes, they are your real siblings. Mm-hmm. I was like, your brother at your mom's house is your half brother because the only common den- denominator is your mom. And your right. sister at this house is your half sister, you know, but we, we've gotten them to the point where Biosun, who's seven, is not your stepbrother. He's not your adopted brother. He's none of that. He's just your brother. Mm -hmm. You know, a lot of times we see there's no step, there's no half, there's no whatever in our family. We're family. Right. You you know, you see all those posts. And it's not saying, if I say my son has three step, four step brothers, I'm not saying anything bad. It's the truth. They're not his biological brothers. And I think people like to sugarcoat life. I definitely don't sugarcoat life. When I speak about my stepkids, they're just that. They're my stepkids. I don't claim this is my son. This is my daughter. I will say this is my stepson. This is my stepdaughter. Mm-hmm. Some people get upset with that. Yeah, they'll say they're they're your kids. No, they're not. No, they're not. Especially that, when they're behaving like that, they ain't mine. Well, you know, the thing is, they're not your kids legally, biologically, in any way, shape, or form. Right. I can't take them to a doctor's appointment or a dentist's appointment without having permission from somebody. Right. But society thinks that you should treat them just as your own kids when you have no legal rights to these kids or decisions about them. If something were to happen with their dad, I would never see them again. Right. So your bio daughter, 19, mm-hmm. was from? My first marriage. Does she still have contact with her dad? No, she has contact with her grandparents, his parents, but she doesn't talk to her dad at all. The bio daughter 21, he adopted her, right? Mm-hmm. Does she have a relationship with him? No. Huh. In fact, um, her grandparents bought both girls a plane ticket to spend Thanksgiving in Kansas. 
And when my oldest, this was before she was 21, I think she was 20. I think it was the year before she turned 20. When my oldest found out that her dad was going to be there, she said, nope. She said, I will pay you back for that airline ticket. And she sure did. She gave her grandparents $500 and said, here you go. I am not going to be there if he's going to be there, especially with his girlfriend to count me out. Why, why is their relationship strained? Um, I think it's because the girlfriend is the same age as my oldest daughter. Oh yeah. Okay. And he's 40, 41. Okay. So neither child is happy. My 19 year old doesn't like the relationship because she said the girlfriend stole clothes from her. (laughs) So I was like, Oh, that kind of sucks. But She's relatively your age, so it wouldn't surprise me if she's like the same size as you either. So yeah, neither neither daughter is happy with their husband, with my ex husband's decision to date a younger person, especially one that's the same age as the oldest daughter. And also, I think his relationship started with her. Like he was married to their stepmom for a good while, like seven, eight years. And she did most of the raising for them. And they have a decent relationship. They never called her mom or anything like that. She was just always by her first name. But I think he got with his girlfriend by cheating on her. So, oh. So I don't think any, I don't think my two older girls are very happy. My 19 year old, she calls, my husband, dad, not stepdad, not John. I mean, every now and again, she'll say John and it doesn't bother him. But most of the time she'll be like, Hey dad, da, 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 da. Mm-hmm. Wow. That's interesting. Cause I never would have thought that they wouldn't have anything to do with their dad, but I understand why I definitely understand why that's kind of creepy for a kid. <laughs> it is. I've even, I've even told him, I was like, well, heck, if you're going to have a girlfriend that young, you might as well date your oldest daughter, because she has no blood relationship to you. I was like, if you're, if you're going to go that, if you're going to go that young, you might as well date her. (laughs) Wow. Yeah. No, there's a little bit of difference there, Shay. (laughs) Yes. Yes. (laughs) But I get your point. Definitely. Wow. So before he started dating this younger girl, when the stepmom was around, they had a relationship with him, but probably not the best because the stepmom did everything for him. Right. I mean, and he was there. I I think their relationship was a lot better than what it is now because they really liked her. I mean, they liked her as a stepmom. She, you know, I liked her. She was, I mean, I didn't always start out liking her. I was definitely that high conflict bio mom and was just really upset because my husband, my ex-husband got custody of the girls. Mm -hmm. So I was definitely upset about that. But then as time went on, I understood why. And I just had a better relationship with her and we were able to be decent with each other. Why Why do you think your husband got custody? Oh, like I said, because my ex-boyfriend at the time was abusive and emotionally abusive. And the kids were called into judges chambers and my children my oldest daughter, who was 13 at the time, said that she wanted to go live with her dad. And so oh. because uh, my 19-year-old was 11 at the time, they just took them both. Yeah. Now, 
Do you know if they still have a relationship with the stepmom? I think they do. They don't talk very often, but I don't think my oldest, my 21-year-old keeps a relationship with her, but I definitely think my 19-year-old does. She'll, she'll mention every now and again, oh, she texted me this afternoon and asked how I was doing or something like that. Well, that's good. Yeah. And see, that's the difference in a relationship that you continue to have with a step-parent once you become an adult. But as a child, continuing that relationship with a step-parent just complicates things. Exactly. So like I said, if my stepkids ever wanted to continue a relationship with me, it would have to be when they were 18 or when they are old enough to have Facebook and their own cell phones. Mm -hmm. You know, it's not like you can't reach out to them, but like you said, they may not choose to have a relationship with you and that's okay. And I'm okay with that. Mm -hmm. Well, Shay, it has been great having you as a guest on our podcast. I really appreciate you taking the time and sharing your story with us and talk to your husband. Maybe you can get him to be a guest on our podcast. I will definitely talk to him and, it's been a great conversation. And like I said, I love your podcast. Like I get little tips and tricks and from all of your guests. I'm so glad. That's what we hope that somebody can get some little nugget out of each one. Well, thank you again. And you have a great day. You as well, Lori. Have a great one. You too. Bye-bye. Bye. So this past weekend, David and I celebrated our 120th year. That's right. In the blend. Mm-hmm. We did. Because every year in the blend is like 10 real years. <laughs> <laughs> yep. This is true. And David, what did you get for your anniversary? Uh, my wife bought me a, a Nerf gun. It's not a Nerf gun. <laughs> <laughs> she bought me a nice shotgun. It's not just any shotgun, people. This <laughs> thing looks like it came straight out of Star Wars or Star Trek or some mess like that. <laughs> It's white. Yep. It's very cool. Yes. Very cool. Oh, and our sweet daughter-in-law got us a cheesecake and she wrote on the top, Lori and David, happy 12 years of annoying each other and still going strong. Yep. So they've been here, you know, I don't know, two months, maybe three. They've been here three months already. Three months and seven days. I'm kidding. I don't know. Um, They came the end of July. So yeah. So in that time frame, she realizes that. We just annoy each other all the time for fun. She realized that the night we picked them up. <laughs> but let me tell you, let me tell the story about she brings in this cheesecake <laughs> and she's, she went to the grocery store and she bought this cheesecake and she, she wrote on it or either had them write on it. I'm not sure which. She wrote on it. She wrote on it. So she wrote all that on there. I mean, it was just did a fantastic job. So she's so excited. She wants to show it to me, but she takes the, she takes the lid off the cheesecake. So you can see it. So I, yes, because it had like frost inside the little packaging or whatever. So she takes the lid off the cheesecake and she holds it up to show it to me. And the cheesecake starts to slide off of the little tray and three or four pieces hit the coffee table. One piece hit the floor. So she quickly puts the cheesecake tray down and I'm like, well, the coffee table is clean. We salvaged that one. So we only lost one, one piece. So picked the one up off the floor, threw it away. You know, in the meantime, I'm standing there. I couldn't even help her because I had a hot crock pot in my hand. I was carrying it out to my uh, my parents' car to give them some stuff that we had made in the crock pot. 
And so I'm just standing there holding this crock pot. My mom walks in and she's trying to help. Lori's standing outside looking in the window with her mouth <laughs> wide open, like, oh my God, what just happened? Because everybody's screaming because cake's falling everywhere. <laughs> so she comes in. Well, my mom grabs the, the cake after we get got it all put back on the tray. She grabs it and picks it up to go put it on the table. And guess what happens? <laughs> it failed. <laughs> the tray is just so flimsy, it just bends in half. <laughs> And half the cheesecake falls on the floor. <laughs> and I'm like, good grief. So she puts it down real quick. At this point, I'm like, let me do it. I grab it, you know, move it with two hands. And it, it is, it's like super flimsy. But um Yeah, because cheesecake's heavy. Yeah. But but Kay is, you know, she's so upset because, you know, she's she bought this and she decorated it and doing all this nice stuff. And, you know, half of it ends up on the floor. And I just looked at her and I said, this is perfect. <laughs> She's like, what? I said, this is the exact representation of our marriage. It started out all pretty and beautiful and nice. And it just fell apart. <laughs> no matter how much we tried to pick it all back up, it fall apart again. <laughs> I said, but in the end, it all just tastes great. <laughs> <laughs> so half of it was salvaged. Yep, we yep. did. We salvaged half of it. And it was good, too. Yep. All right. I think that's all we got going on, folks. Yep. Well, thanks for listening. And uh, make sure you make the best of any kind of cheesecake that's falling apart in your life. <laughs> that's right. That's right. Make the that's best right. out of it. That's right. So just remember for Lori and myself... Life is good when you nacho. Thanks for listening to this episode of the Nacho Kids podcast. Find us online at nachokids.com. Until next time, remember, life is good when you nacho.